Hello and welcome to the Cambridge Writing Retreat's brand new podcast, 30 Poets. We can't run our courses or retreats at the moment, so we've been thinking of other ways we can stay in touch and inspire you, even if we can't see you face to face. And what better way, we thought, to bring a little sanity into these crazy times than by having some fabulous first-class poets read their poems. So, throughout the month of flaming June, we're going to light your little lockdown fires with a daily poem. You can also read the poems on our website, cambridgewritingretreat.com. We think it always adds an important dimension to see the poem on the page as well as hear it. This way you can ponder on the form and the line breaks and the layout while listening to the poet read their work in their own intimate and inimitable way. A full list of all the poets taking part this month is on our website and Facebook page where you can also read a little more about them and in some cases see videos of them reading, so please do take a look. We'd like to say a huge thank you to all the poets who've taken the time to record their poems for us. It's been a pleasure working with you and we're delighted with the results. Thanks too to Harlow Arts and Entertainment for allowing us to use their music, Awaken. Poetry is a gift of truth from the heart of the poet, wrapped up in words. We hope you'll enjoy and treasure each and every one of these beautifully crafted gems. Today's poet, Susanna Harp, won this year's National Poetry Competition with the poem she reads today, called Reading the Safeguarding and Child Protection Policy. Her poems have been widely published in magazines and online, including Magma, The North and The Rialto. Her debut collection, Out of True, won the Live Canon First Collection Prize in 2018. Susanna is on the board of Magma Poetry and works as a freelance copywriter and is a long-serving governor at her local primary school. She lives in London with her husband and two sons. Here's Susanna Hart reading her poem, Reading the Safeguarding and Child Protection Policy. Reading the Safeguarding and Child Protection Policy has left me feeling vaguely sick, and I think a walk is probably the answer, is often said to be the answer, though I now understand physical intervention must not be undertaken lightly, and the appropriate training must be given, because the policy is designed to prevent the impairment of health or development. Even though it has had the opposite effect on me, as currently I feel impaired, uneven, unequal to the task of being real, such that it occurs to me that humankind seems to be trying to find ever more ingenious ways to make the bearing of reality more difficult, else how could anyone have thought of all the horrible things that someone, somewhere, is always doing to someone else, whose vulnerabilities may or may not include neglect, homelessness, mental health issues, bereavement, previous abuse. But then again, humankind has form for this kind of thing, as medieval warfare, I seem to recall, was rather brutal, and the skeletons exhumed from mass battle graves show hacking injuries, great gouges in the bones from mace and broadsword. And to be fair, that documentary on Vietnam that we're watching on catch-up may not go heavy on the suffering caused by female genital mutilation or child sexual exploitation, but it's pretty full-on when it comes to napalm. And furthermore, the museum in Hiroshima strongly implied that the devil has always had his hands full with party tricks and pranks, which leads me to ask myself whether any good will come of all this knowledge, as in point of fact the policy suggests that the imagery should only be viewed on a strictly necessary and need-to-know basis, and certainly I did not need to know about the buttons burnt into the skin or the flesh hanging off the wrists, 
but now I do know, and I cannot cease to know, and, well, perhaps more usefully, I also know what to do if a child discloses, and I recognise that this takes a lot of courage and that I cannot stop paying attention, because beforehand the child may show signs of anger, sadness, bruising, silence. They may wear long sleeves at inappropriate times. Their lives may be particularly vulnerable, more transient, chaotic and unsupported than lives in general, and they may feel guilty, scared, and as if they have lost all trust in adults. And indeed, when you think about it, who could blame them? We hope you've enjoyed the 30 Poets series as much as we have, and thank you very much for listening. This summer, the Cambridge Writer Retreat podcast will be running a series of interviews with writers and poets about their writing lives. We're also planning to run a series of masterclasses where writers talk about an aspect of writing that you, our listeners, would like to know about in more detail. Please do follow us on Instagram and Facebook and check in on the website for more details. Mm-hmm.